0: I like how you're about to say something negative and you stop yourself.
1: Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. I was about to say that I don't really like this model. <laughs> and then I figured, hey, we should start the show. And then I should say I don't like this model. Mm. Why don't you like it? It's Star Wars, Bob. It. <laughs> you're not allowed to not like Star Wars. Oh, yes, I am. Um, it's, Only I'm not it's, allowed to not like Star Wars. It's... Um, snap Together? Mm-hmm. And that is a weak term in this case because very little actually snaps together. Maybe this is
0: why it was on sale.
1: Yeah, could be. Ah, see? Uh, Anyway. So it snaps. It doesn't hold? It doesn't hold. Yeah, and Mm. I think once you get all the pieces in place, they'll probably snap and hold everything. But you're building up, and then I assume you put the top on. And so in the meantime, all the bottom stuff is just kind of hanging out. I don't know. We'll see. What are you working on? I am finishing Hagrid's house. Did you start that last time? I did. Why do I not remember that? It's been a minute. I don't know that we actually talked about you doing we,
0: that. We though, did we a little did bit because I was making fun of the the silly <laughs> oh, that's <right>. bird horse. <laughs> that's and then right. after we finished recording, <laughs> Anthony came up to us all very somber <laughs> and was like, I couldn't take it that you guys were making fun of Harry Potter <laughs> with all the wrong names. So that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I'm paraphrasing. Which means I'm just going to have to call everything by the wrong name now.
1: Oh, yeah. For now. I think you said something to the effect of, like, now I know how you feel about oh, Star Wars right. when I call things the wrong name. Something like that. Which, you know, is understandable. Um, Bob doesn't
0: like Star Wars anymore, so everything is fair game.
1: <laughs> hey, now. Wait a second. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, I started listening to a new podcast um, that's all Star Wars related. Not acceptable. Related. And I randomly found it. I don't even remember how I found it. Um, I just happened to see the name. And I was like, hey, I should give that one a shot. And it was just two people talking about, like, Star Wars news, which, hmm. you know, really not that much Star Wars stuff happens week to week generally. But it was actually kind of like, I don't know, it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't, it hmm. wasn't great. Good, but it was good. But background. I have listened to Star Wars podcasts in the past or very specific genre not not even genre like property podcasts mm-hmm. like there's some Marvel ones and there's some this and that. And usually they're just so like push your glasses up geek out mm-hmm. that you know it's too much for even me. But this one was all right. And, I like to geek out about certain things. <laughs> and it things. was called, I can't, I'm going to recommend it without actually saying the name. Let me look up the name. It's called The Resistance Broadcast, I think, is what it was That's
0: called. That's a clever name.
1: Uh, the, yeah, The Resistance Broadcast. We should have thought of that. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Anyway, go check it out if you're into Star Wars. Uh, this next one, they're going to talk about who they think will appear in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Ben Kenobi. No. No. May no. make an appearance. No, this one's about his cousin, Larry Kenobi. We talked about this one. I right?
0: wonder if he's somewhere, and he's just hanging out, like, drinking some Jedi tea uh, <laughs> on Tatooine. And he's like, people are going to know who I am. I need to have an alter ego. Yeah. And then he just, like, puts down the glass of tea and picks up, a like, a glass of some other kind of drink. And was like, my name is Ben now, and I'm right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right-handed. Because he wears the same clothes. He yeah. ages.
1: He doesn't shave his beard. He moves his watch from his left arm to his yeah, right Yeah, he's, like, he's like, they'll never like, know. Yeah. Pulls a full Clark Kent. I'll put on these glasses. But he is a Jedi. Are you looking forward to that show?
0: The Kenobi show? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh Ewan McGregor's coming back, so that's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, I assume that they're just going to fill in kind of the gap between A New Hope. Or, no, between, I guess, what came before A New Hope.
1: Yeah. It's uh, episode three and four. Yeah, it's, I think, eight years after uh, Revenge of the Sith is the target. So, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it just because he's coming back. But at the same time, that particular period of him... Doesn't seem that interesting. But, I mean, I'm sure they'll come up with something to make it interesting. But, like, we don't know anything about it, right? I
0: wonder what kind of side missions. Because he's pretty much on, like, a Secret Service detail. Pretty much. or he just hangs out. Yeah. And I wonder if he's constantly just, like, defeating waves of people that know that Luke is there. And he's just so tired by the time he gets to Vader. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm done fighting all you people. I'm going to put in as little effort as I can because I know I'm finally going to be one with the force because every episode like a new stranger like on
1: um so he's like the Michael Knight of Star Wars where he's just always there to like fight off the the current bad but he's not really good in and of you know he's not like going out to
0: but I imagine it would in my silly head I want it to be like a Gilligan's Island type thing where like oh man the Harlem Globetrotter showed up (laughs) And like every episode, <laughs> he's got to solve some kind of crime, like uh, Scooby Doo. But that would be Obi- awesome, one.
1: yeah. If the uh, the mystery machine just pulls up on Tatooine, and <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. So, I saw one thing saying that it, it the show might be around not necessarily protecting Luke from people who know who Luke is, but protecting him from the environment around him, so like the sand people. Like, there uh-huh. could be a whole sand people war or invasion or, you know, something like that to where he has to step in and Because Luke knew of him. sand
0: people. He just didn't seem all that prepared. He seemed very cautious.
1: Yeah. But it didn't seem like he had any experience with yeah. them. So, yeah, I think the idea was that Obi-Wan would be kind of protecting him from the shadows, uh, from the stuff that's already around him. Like, I, I don't think anybody knows that luke is there other than the people that put him there you know i don't know we will find out i suppose but that's like 10 years away from now or something so (laughs) after
0: we all have to get disney plus
1: (laughs) are you gonna get it uh
0: probably i'm i i heard that netflix was trying to drop the office and honest they're trying to drop it or, or that they were eventually going to like it was going to go away maybe yeah. not that they're going to drop it i think that, that would probably be the worst thing for them that's 75 mm, percent of the reason that i have netflix hmm. because i mean the some of the netflix netflix original stuff is fine but if i wouldn't have known it existed before or without netflix i probably would have been just fine as a human being yeah But I love The Office. I love it all the time. And I've got some of the seasons on DVD. But it's really easy to go like, man, I'm super tired. Had a crazy day. All I want to do is sit back and let silly Michael Scott make inappropriate comments about things. Completely just daft about what he's doing. And it makes me laugh. Yeah. And every time I watch it, it makes me laugh again.
1: Hmm.
0: Listening to Creed Bratton... (laughs) <laughs> it Honestly, like every time, I've heard all of Creed Bratton's little one-liners, and I laugh every single time because it just makes me happy. Yeah, I was watching one the other day where Dwight was messing with Andy, and he was wearing a Cornell sweater, and Andy was getting all mad because he went to that school. And they were talking back and forth, and Creed comes back. He's like, "It's pronounced Colonel, and it's the highest rank in the military."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so dumb.
1: That's awesome. One of my favorite characters. Anyway, um, cool. Well, what else is, is going on?
0: Mm, Still so going to CrossFit. That's a thing. I went this morning, and I'm super tired. Yeah? I went two other, one other time this week. Your wife was in a class this morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she woke me up at—I mean, she didn't try to wake me up, but she woke me up at early o'clock today mm-hmm. uh, on the way out to go to the gym
0: uh shocker she's the funny gal in class that's not surprising yep she was having everybody cracking up it was good i even had i had a person laugh or two which kind of made me want to be there a little bit more (laughs) oh yeah because the guy we were doing this thing where ow i just tried to replicate it (laughs) (laughs) where i went like (laughs) my my body revolted (laughs) we're doing these things we're doing like arms and chests and whatever and man my arms were dying this guy was like, Yeah, bring those arms up a little bit more. I'm like, Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Sure, that sounds great. And then, like, when we got done, we were standing around, and I went to go, like, wipe the bead of sweat off my forehead. And I'd like, raising my arm up to do that. It was like, Nope. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and, and was like, You okay? I'm like, Yeah, I just tried to do, you know, like a thing that anybody can do. But I'm just let like, gravity take care of that one and just kind of shake my <laughs> head. <laughs> I like, let my arms sit this one out. <laughs> wiping They'd, sweat from my brow. They deserve the rest. They, they've done a lot today. That's funny. But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we finished up a project at my house, mm-hmm. so we're back now in the air conditioning. Ooh. We've been outside sweating like crazy for the last week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we did that at your house. I'm glad that you have that, but man, I am really glad to not be there It anymore. was so hot. <laughs> has nothing to do with your house, but it was insanely hot outside. Hotter than it like actually was, which doesn't make any sense, but... It felt way hotter than 80, whatever it was. Well, we made like Ugh. a gigantic, uh,
0: was those like little sunbathing shields that like people in the 60s used to sit beside the That's pool true. and like get their under chin. We made a huge one of those.
1: <laughs> under chin, yeah, one of those things.
0: Yeah, so whatever heat that was there was magnified 20 times. It was pretty just insane. by the nature of the project that people will see eventually. Maybe next week, I think it's on schedule for next week. I think it is um, for next week. We'll see. It's a Lowe's project, so I was doing all the stuff, and I figured out, I streamlined the way that we do all of the links and analytics and all the things mm. to make my life a little easier, because that process is lengthy. <laughs> That's
1: wrong. Yeah, so we're finally back in the air conditioning, which is nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure what we have coming up. It's some interesting stuff. Oh, oh, the one that we're going to do in October for Halloween. That's going to be fun. That's fun. Yeah. Excited about that.
0: I'm yeah. glad when a company reciprocates our excitement for something silly.
1: Yeah. 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 It's going to be cool. But we can't say anything about it, so yeah. we should talk about something else. Uh... What else has been going on? Oh, Are you, you on? told me a funny story at lunch. Do you want to
0: talk about the thing that we talked about? At I don't lunch?
1: want to talk about my part of it necessarily, but I think we well, can talk
0: about maybe some ways that other people could approach it. Not,
1: yeah. not okay. A, like re-
0: reciting what happened, right? Yeah. Well, you start with yours because yours is funnier. <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> so, <laughs> my son is nine. My oldest son. And they go to a, a little church function on Wednesday where it's like a kind of kids group and they're split up into like boys groups and girls groups and do a little Bible study and things. And my wife and I go out and have a little date. Well, we get back from the thing and my son, uh, I pick him up in the van and he's like, Dad, he's like, can we just like have like a talk down in my room tonight? I'm like, uh, OK. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this could be anything because, I mean, they're homeschool kids. They're not around as many Kids and the you know the huge range of like public school kid emotions. So I was like, well, I don't know what could have happened. So sure, I was like, Do you just want to talk about it now? He's like, No, it's fine. He's like, I just want to talk to you like down in my room later. I'm like, all hmm. right, fine. <laughs> so I go down there and he my son is very theatric. He reads a lot of books and he's reading a lot of um, Diary of the Wimpy Kid, and his book's called Big Nate. I don't know anything about Big Nate. I've not heard of that one before. Yeah. But they're like middle schooly hijinks kind of silly books. They made some movies about the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So this is his introduction to like public school life and to the, the world outside of like the homeschool community and the, probably the 20 to 25 kids that he sees on a weekly basis rather than the hundreds that you would normally see at public school. So we get down there and he's like, so my friends and I – we were running around, and there's these girls over at this table, and my friend goes and runs over to the girls. And then they laugh, and he runs back, and he's like, I got to get with one of those girls. And he's like, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, like, we want them to like us. I was like, you want the girls to like you just like because you you should all be friends because it's a church group and everybody should be cordial." <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, and he's like, well, there's this girl named Jenny. I'm like, uh-huh. And I, I, I like her. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> why? And so it's not like I'm I'm trying to just be. I want him to be able to talk to me about anything. And so I just I want to ask a lot of questions because it, like we've talked about before, it will curb the advice or what I have to say to him if he can just kind of say it all himself. Yeah. I'm like, well, why do you want this girl to like you? It's like, well, cause she's she's pretty. I'm like, mm hmm. It's like, and I just you know want to hang out with her. Like. Okay, why? He's like, I don't know. It's just because it's fun, you know? Because, like, boys, like, hang out with girls. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Why? And I keep going down this line, hoping that he's not going to say, like, something about sex. He's nine. Like, I don't know where this is going. But eventually he was like, you know how, like, people grow up? And I'm like, oh, yes. He's like, and then, like, get married and stuff. I'm like, oh, boy. Okay. I'm glad you kind of went that way, but walk it back. Yeah. And... So it pretty much became not a a sex talk because he, like, it didn't go down that route. The idea of, like, being married or holding hands or something, he was like, no. We had a a, a very stern conversation about, like, when he was talking about his friends and trying to, like, they were going after, I think was the term that he used. I'm like, well, first off, like. You don't go after a girl. It's a conversation. You don't win a girl. It's not. a Yeah. Just like Jasmine. She's no prize to be won. Like it's it's a friendship kind of thing. And so we got that out of the way. And then we're like, well, I, I don't know exactly where you're going with this friendship. But it's not that like you're not going to be touching people. Right. Your, your hands are yours. Your body is yours. You're not going to be touching people. Just like you don't fight in the same way. You don't need to be like kissing or like hugging on people. He was like, Ugh, no. I'm like, okay, good. This is, this is our baseline. Yeah. And so then it just became like how to talk to chicks <laughs> with my nine-year-old. <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird. But kind of like fun and innocent because I he just thinks a girl is pretty and wants her to hang out with him. And I'm like, well, that, that seems innocent enough.
1: I'm curious um, if how much of that was his idea and how much of it was like he saw other people – you know, his age, acting a certain way, or mm-hmm. saying, or, you know, maybe a little bit older, saying stuff, and was like, oh, 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 I should probably do that, too. Like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty, um, I guess.
0: Well, I asked him, because he said something, like, in passing, about boyfriend-girlfriend. I'm like, okay, where, where did you hear about boyfriends and girlfriends? He's like, well, this character in Big Nate, like, he always tries to impress these girls, so they'll be his, his girlfriend. I'm like, uh-huh. And I guess his friends, I mean, it, they're they budding preteens. or I, I don't know. But I'm like, well, let's let's talk about boyfriend and girlfriend first. So I don't know how you guys feel about your kids. I mean, your oldest son is in the sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. About having boyfriends and girlfriends. But I asked him, like, well, what is the benefit of being someone's boyfriend or girlfriend? Like, why would you do that? He's like, so we could, like, hang out and go to movies and, like, all the things that you see in movies and TV. You know, you go on dates and things. I'm yeah. like, well... Okay, I'm like, but that's like a, a commitment that could eventually lead to things down the road. I'm like, how about you try to be her friend first? Because if you're going to commit to being somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend and you find out that they, like, hate everything that you like and think all the things that you enjoy are dumb, I'm like, why would you want to be somebody's boyfriend if you don't want to be their actual friend first? And that seemed to get through to him. Like, that was logic that I just placed on my nine-year-old. He was like, good. yeah. Like, I agree with that. I was like, well, is this working? <laughs> <laughs> And then it became, like, well, does she know your name? He's like, I don't I don't think she does. I was like, well, that's step one. If you just want to be anybody's friend. It didn't, I, I say it became, like, how to talk to chicks. But, like, it just became a how do you become anybody's friend hmm. in a friendly way. And if it just happens to be a girl that you think is
1: pretty, then fine. But your your goal is to be someone's friend. Right. And. Which is a really important distinction. I mean, at that age, you know, because they hear boyfriend, girlfriend, and then Mm -hmm. they think it's a thing they need to do. But, yeah, that's definitely down the road. I mean, obviously, age-wise, but even just being able to relate to someone that's far down the road.
0: Well, I remember, like, my first introduction to that was in the fifth grade. There was a girl who was blonde and cute, and one of my friends was like, Oh, man, she broke up with so-and-so. And, And I like, I didn't know what any of that meant, I didn't really care. All I knew was stuff from TV and movies, kind of, I guess, what my son is relating to. And they're like, you should ask her out. I'm like, well, I don't really have any money. <laughs> and they're like, why does that matter? I'm like, because you need money to, like, go on dates and sock hops and sock things. Hops. I don't know. Like,
1: <laughs> Take to
0: the drive-in. Go buy malted milkshakes. That's what they do in the, in the movies. And they're like, no, dummy, you're just, like, her boyfriend. And I never understood the value in that, even though I was, like, a fifth grader. I'm like, what, was, what does that mean? So I just walk around next to her i'm like that's dumb (laughs) and so i was trying to put myself in his shoes because he would hear these terms like boyfriend and girlfriend i'm like okay first off what does that even mean and why do you even want to do it because at this age like it's kind of dumb
1: yeah
0: and it's like you're making a commitment to somebody that you might not even like like and that's there's no value in that and so it became like well how do you how do you talk to people and then it was it's was like he kept going back to this book, and he was like, all right, I got to impress her. I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? He's like, you know, I can, like, make some stuff, or I can, like, these guys were talking about dancing, so, like, maybe I can go, like, dance. I'm like, yo, you need to walk that back. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to encourage
1: that. Oh. Yeah, man, dance. Dance. No. <laughs> I
0: was like, you need to be cool. That's what you need to do. Your friends are over there being clowns and joking and being all silly. I'm like, girls that you want to be your friend will see through that and think that that is dumb. And if a girl is impressed by that, you don't want none of that. <laughs> that's You don't want, trust me, that's only going to lead to just money being spent on dumb things, or you're going to have to keep up this silly clown charade, nothing but work. A girl's probably loud as a human being. You don't want any of that. Walk it back. Like, So just be cool and we kept going back to like does she know your name and how to introduce yourself so it eventually became like I'm in my son's room and I'm sitting in his chair and I'm like let's practice introduce yourself I'll be I'll be what's your name I'll be Jenny and my son I have never I've never looked at my son and go like you are a handsome kid your heart is just like full of sincere just love and you're just this innocent little creature That is walking into something that is completely new to him. Mm. And while he's trying to to pretend to pick me up at church club. (laughs) It was was so funny because I was being real candid with him. We were kind of laughing at some things. And so he like, he gets his, he's preparing himself to like introduce himself to this girl fictitiously that I am playing. And so he like, Whew, takes a deep breath and like shakes his hands out I'm like don't do that that's creepy girls <laughs> don't like that and he's like I'm not, not ready yet I'll do that somewhere else and then he walks up and hello Jenny how are you, you know, my name is Deacon he's like I just I just wanted to say hi because that was what I told him I'm like that's that's your goal is to get her to know your name and just to say hello in a non-creepy or threatening way and he kind of did it the first time and he was looking all around and kind of shuffling I'm like man you gotta be confident you gotta look me in the face He's like, and so he went back and did it again and so he like executed it perfectly the second time and then he sticks his hand out like he wants to <laughs> shake my hand and then just the most sincere like at least to make your acquaintance kind of way and i'm like bro put, put your hand down you don't need to shake a girl's hand and he's like oh i was like you're not at a job interview like put your hand down and then the second time he came back and like waved all silly I'm like how far away are you standing from this person where you need to (laughs) wait I just
1: wanted you to know my name
0: and he was he was trying so hard and I love this kid and I'm like this is one of those chances where what is your goal your goal is to be somebody's friend we're reiterating that many times over first step in being somebody's friend introduce yourself in a non-creepy non-threatening non-just silly way and he did it and then I pretending to be the girl was like yeah and ran away (laughs) And he's like – I caught him off guard and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you got to be prepared for that <laughs> because you could come up with the most sincere motives and just want to say hello and a girl will just like giggle or ignore you or and walk away. Yeah. I was like, you didn't do anything wrong. Girls are weird. You don't know what's going on in their head, but you didn't fail. It's nothing against you. You're not a bad person. You're not an ugly kid. You're not any of those things. You just have to be prepared for someone not reciprocating, you know, that conversation or those feelings back. And so it was a lot of, like, prepare your – be prepared for rejection. Not that you're going to be. Yeah. But you didn't do anything wrong if people don't want to be your friend. I was like, because that just indicates that that's – you kind of nipped it in the bud. Like, (laughs) you don't have to spend a whole lot of energy just to try to figure out if somebody wants to talk to you. Hmm. Quick and easy way. I was like, and if she says hello, then just – you're done. That's it. Turn around and walk around or have a legit conversation. I was like, and then next time you meet you're like, oh hey Jenny, how's it going? And that's it. Like, just just be cool. <laughs>
1: be cool, man. Just be cool. That's funny.
0: Yeah. And so it was a it was a probably 45 minute conversation. That again, I had to try to reiterate like what what are your motives? If it, it it's pure and just you want to be somebody's friend because you think they're cute. Like he has a crush. Like, that, that's fine. Yeah. But be somebody's friend before you ever think anything further romantically, any of that stuff. Because that person could be uh, a real dum-dum <laughs> and hate all the stuff you like. And then you're kind of locked in.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, that's funny, man.
0: Yeah. And then I went down and woke him up this morning. And he woke up. He was like, Dad, I practiced one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're taking this serious. <laughs> he goes to piano practice and has school and all these things. I've never seen him like study or practice or take something as you know to heart as just being cool and talking to a girl. That's funny. Yeah,
1: well, it'll be interesting to hear like a report from him. You know, yeah, I tried it. You know, this is how it turned out or whatever. Yeah, could be devastating for him too. You know, unfortunately, I mean that's just part of growing up is having encounters like that and getting laughed at or getting i mean maybe it won't but you i have know, no idea that i mean, happens.
0: i was in kindergarten there was this this girl in our class it was the same way i mean i don't remember her name but i thought she was cute and i'm like i want that girl to be my friend because i think she's cute and fun and maybe i don't really know and if for some reason there was like this box of like cheap jewelry that we had my mom got at a flea market or somewhere and i found this ring i'm like dope i'll give that girl this ring and then she'll think that i'm nice because i gave her something Mm. and then we can be friends and she took it and she looked at it and she threw it in the grass and just like walked off with her friend and i was like "Ooh, girls are terrible heartbreak i'm like wow that's what that feels like
1: huh
0: and like it's not something that well that sounded like you broke it okay that's good that's the snap and i told him about that as like an example of just innocent rejection i'm like a girl's not mean yeah. I don't think about it. It was a thing that happened that I wasn't prepared for. So just be prepared for your you know, your heart to get stomped and thrown on the ground. <laughs> no big deal. In the middle of the fellowship hall at the church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the place that you see is a safe place, you know.
0: Oh, and even more, speaking of the church. And so he's talking about his friends and going to talk to these girls. I'm like, what are you guys doing at, at church group? I was like, you guys talk about the Bible? He's like, you know, we do sometimes. I'm like, what do you mean you do sometimes? He's like, well, we talk about video games and a bunch of other stuff. And then we were talking about how you have your feelings that should be reciprocal. And I'm like, you want to treat other people the way that you would hope to be treated. I'm like, and who said that kid who just got back from Bible group? And he's like, that's the, that, that's the golden rule. I'm like, very good. Bonus question. Who said the golden rule? And he looks at me and he's like, oh, man. He knows this. And he goes, the, the king of the, the, the golden kingdom.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: That's like, so good. You are not going to church group anymore.
1: That's excellent. Yep. Excellent, excellent.
0: Half credit, I suppose, just because you made me laugh. But yeah, man, you're yeah. not there to pick up chicks. Not there to talk about <laughs> video games.
1: Uh, but your son good. got asked out. Like, uh, a girl, right? yeah, I don't even know exactly how all that happened, but yeah, somebody asked him out and he really didn't, he's 11, he didn't really know what to do with it, you know? I mean, he's had girls that he thinks are cute and stuff and in the past and he's told us about these girls, only like two, I think, throughout his life so far, but you know, like this one's really smart, she likes dinosaurs too, she, oh, man. you know, like we're into the same stuff and you can totally see it. This other one was real emo and like liked poetry, and she was just kind of I think the odd girl, and he's also kind of the odd boy around hmm. a lot of people. So he doesn't feel that, but we can see it, you know. And so I think it just he sees uh, kinship with those two girls yeah. or has in, in the past. So, but yeah, this whole thing where he got asked out, I don't know. There's apparently in middle school, there's um, there's a couple of girls who have decided that they will be his, that he will be theirs. He whoa. That he will be theirs. And so they're hmm. after him, and he's kind of oblivious to it. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, give we it a... have
0: a conversation with these
1: ladies about men are not prizes to be won. <laughs> that's right. Ladies. Yeah, give it a year, and it'll probably flip around. I don't
0: know, it's 2019, man. Well, I mean... So it's not
1: the same. Him not getting it, and we'll flip around wow. into, like, you know, girl crazy little boy. Um yeah, I don't know. That's a weird, that's a whole weird thing, man. Well,
0: one thing that I thought was interesting is that I remember when uh, your wife came down and was talking about it. She had this, like, stern mama bear, kind of like, you better back up off my baby Yeah, kind of look. And when my son asked me to go down and have a talk with him, I came up and my wife was sitting on the couch. She was like, what was that about? Because it could have been, he, maybe he was bullied, maybe he was in trouble, maybe yeah. it could have been anything. I'm like, eh, that's nothing. I was like, uh, maybe he said it to me in confidence. It's not a big deal. She was like, you will tell me what you talked about. (laughs) Uh, It was about a girl. And she had that exact same look that Jenny had. That like, that girl better
1: back up off my baby. (laughs) I will smack that little girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, whoa, calm down. Hold on.
1: Yeah. It's funny because Jenny has this um, like playful but really consistent reaction to that type of stuff in front of our kids. So like anytime. We're watching a show and people kiss or they hold hands or, the, you know, there's some sort of a thing. My wife will jokingly go like, ugh, gross. And so now my kids all do that. And they know that that's the reaction that they are, air quotes, supposed to have to that stuff. Mm. And so she gets kind of grossed out because she knows that it's transferring to... That, that like, kissy stuff and whatever yeah. you see on TV is getting transferred to the kids. So she reacts to it and she overreacts to it. And it's funny. To try to implement that? Yeah. Hmm. But it's kind of backfiring because <laughs> now they just think it's gross like when we kiss or when... You know, I mean... It'll play out. Like, they'll, they'll understand soon enough. But it's funny because she, in trying to... Show them that they should push that off and not be interested in that. She's also almost kind of putting a negative spin on it, and hmm. uh, not meaning to, but it's just one of those funny byproducts of, you know, we don't want them to think that like relationships are bad or kissing or any of the other stuff down the road is bad, but it has its time, it's it has appropriate. its place, yeah. right? And so that's. Getting that part across is probably our next stage. Like, you know when mommy fake gags when she sees people kiss on TV? It's not really that bad. (laughs) She's not revolted by me. (laughs) She likes me. But...
0: As a kid, that was, like, more than a weird, like, attraction. Like, my parents had a a super loving relationship, and they were really good role models for, like, a, a husband and a wife relationship, as much as I knew, right, as a kid. Yeah. And so anytime. I would have, like, a romantic feeling or whatever. It was eventually like, okay, yeah, I could totally marry that girl. It went to that extreme because I I saw my parents, like, my mom would walk in the door, my mom and dad would kiss. And it was, I think it might have been like, ew, yuck. But it was like, well, look at the relationship that those two guys have. Like, yeah. that's cool. Right. I want to have that one. Right. So you could, yeah, you see that as the end goal. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, my, my this steady girlfriend I had in high school before my wife and I started dating, she was kind of the worst. I might have dated her too, (laughs) man. But at the same time, it was like, well, you know, I I guess this is kind of what I get. Like, I can I can see this maybe in the long term, and then the relationship started to go downhill. And I had really good friends that were like, you don't want any part of that because she's just mean, Hmm. like, and she's kind of the worst, and we hate her. And then I was really glad I had that weird spot up front. And then I started dating Tiffany, and immediately it was like, well, you're really cool, you're really pretty. And I could honestly, like, see myself marrying you. And it seems really strange, but maybe, I don't know, as an outsider to, a, like, a high school kid who may just be thinking with hormones. But I always yeah. kind of wanted to emulate what I saw as my parents' success.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was the same way. Like, I remember specifically being in f- fifth or sixth grade. somewhere. I think it was fifth grade, maybe. And having an evening one time where I was, I don't know, I was, like, thinking – somewhere by myself and was like, I can't wait to have kids. I can't wait Hmm. to be a dad. And it was such a weird thought for somebody at that age, but it wasn't like a, there was no motive behind it. It's like, I can't wait to have kids so I can buy more Legos. It wasn't something (laughs) like that. It was like, this is a thing that looks really awesome, you know? Um, And I, I look forward to that. So from then on through my entire life, like, I didn't want to get married for the sake of being married. I didn't want to have kids for the sake of having kids. But that was always like a, I cannot wait to have those things. And I, I've probably told you how Jenny and I met and all that stuff. But I was engaged to a different girl before Jenny. For We dated for like three years. We were engaged for six months or so or something. I don't remember. And uh, we called it off. And I met Jenny two days later. And then two weeks after that, I said, look, if this is going to go on, we're going to get married. And then we were married just over a year after that. Nice. So it was it was the same feeling. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, all of the things that have gone before this, I now see why they were wrong. This one, I could see this totally being the right thing based on past experience and based on it not being, this not being what any of those were. Um, so like... If we're going to do it, let's do it, you know. Let's let's go that direction. And it was really a kind of make-or-break conversation where I was like, this is not worth doing unless that's where we're headed. She was like, I totally agree with you. It's it's
0: weird when you start to think, it's going to sound bad, honey, I love you. But, like, (laughs) it's an investment. It is, yeah. And I tried to communicate that to Deacon. I'm like, you need to know as early as you can that you are compatible or that you even like this person. Before you try to be involved in anything more than that. like, And that's from experience. And that's from... Man, there are so many of our family members that have talked to Tiffany or I personally that are like, you guys just like each other. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. Like, it seems stupid to be somebody or be with somebody for your l- whole life that you don't like. Yeah. And I guess that is a common thing that people get married or they, they feel like they're stuck for whatever reason. I... Before I ever told my wife that I loved her, and got, I made a conscious effort like not to say those words because I felt like I didn't know what it meant. Because I told my old girlfriend that, and even though I really just like hated her face most of the time. <laughs> side note: <laughs> I I flicked a huge wad of frosted flakes at my girlfriend one time in the lunchroom in front of everybody because she was just nipping nah, 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 at me, <laughs> and I couldn't take it anymore. I think we still stayed together for a couple months after really? that. Really? Because I didn't know any better. Wow. <laughs> but it, it informs my decisions from then on out. I'm like, okay, what you did before was dumb, was driven by, like, hormones and things. Mm-hmm. I was like, dating sucks. And I feel bad for people that have to date. Because looking at, at people now that have gotten divorced that we know that are trying to, you know, date again, I'm like,
1: ugh. Yeah.
0: No thank you. Yeah. And – I didn't want to do that, and when my wife showed the least bit interest, I was like, you got to be cool about this. <laughs> be cool, man. Because yeah. this is an investment opportunity right. that's going to take you to the moon, <laughs> Yeah, and you need to not screw it up.
1: So just be cool. What did you do differently? How how were you cool with her that you were not with other people before her? Anything like notable? No, I didn't try to impress her.
0: Because I had known, man, I, I met my wife in, like, the seventh grade, and she was dating my best friend at the time. I'm like, man, that girl's pretty. I'm like, well, she's dating that guy. And, I mean, I don't really understand why people have boyfriend and girlfriend. And I had a couple, and I'm like, you just, like, talk on the phone, or she talks at you on the phone for a couple <laughs> hours when I really wish I was playing <laughs> video games. Yeah. I'm like, this is kind of dumb. And by the time we had started dating, it was our senior year, and I wasn't trying to to get with her or, you know, that yeah, that kind of thing. Right. I wasn't t- actively trying to pursue her. I just, it just kind of happened and I was cool about it. And I still have it, but like when I asked her, I wrote her a note. I said, like, will you go out with me because I'm a big dork? <laughs> and it totally worked.
1: Did it say because I'm a big yeah, dork? In it? I think so. I have it somewhere. <laughs> it's chronicled. Awesome. But
0: she was an extremely rational and just easygoing person. There wasn't a whole bunch of drama and I'm like, in my mind, I'm filling out this, checklist of things and when we first started hanging out like i worked in a snow cone shop just like i remember you did too Mm -hmm. and she was a camp counselor at the ymca and they ordered this like we would bring a bunch of snow cones to a birthday party kind of thing and showed up and did the thing and i loved kids and i was like can i hang out and just like play with all these kids because you play like dodgeball and stuff and i was a teenager and the lady who ran the thing thought i was just the nicest person in the whole wide world and i could come over whenever i wanted to Hmm. And so I would kind of, like, hang out with Tiffany every once in a while. But I would just go play with the kids. And then she saw that I was not a creep. I was not a super weirdo. I was really good with kids. I genuinely cared about people and liked to have just a solid good time. And then whenever we would talk, and I'm like, well, maybe let's, you know, go do something. Go to a movie or whatever. I'm like, if not, it's no big deal. It's like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. And so I think in between old girlfriend and new girlfriend, current wife, there was a, like, you need to dial that crap back. Right. Because it's way too much work to keep up with some naggy thing that doesn't like me for me. So just be cool. Mm -hmm.
1: And it worked. I guess, similarly, I did, without meaning to, the girl that I dated before, Jenny, I I ended up changing a lot of myself for, and it wasn't really for her as much as it was for her family, Mm. but I found myself over the course of that three years kind of morphing into what I thought was going to make them respect me more than it's not that they didn't hmm. like me but it, it's a long story but basically i just made a bunch of micro adjustments away from who i really was and so by the time i got out of that i was like oh okay i gotta reset <laughs> yep and part of meeting jenny was like look this is it like if if what you're looking at right now is not appealing t- there's the door <laughs> that's fine but like this <laughs> is it i'm not putting on anything else you know and she was actually doing the same thing. Uh, she had gotten out of a relationship and was kind of like, I'm done trying with guys and, like, it never works, so I'm just going to be myself and, like, stop trying to go after stuff. And that's the, the situation where we met was where we were both immediately out of those, like, days out of those situations. Hmm. And both in this just kind of like, Ugh. The deflated misery club? Yeah. And so we met in that situation and so we got to see a picture of who each other really was and it just worked out that we were attracted to who those other people were you know you don't see the best of someone when you see them at their not worst but they're at their most comfortable and they're most mm-hmm. like
0: you're vulnerable i yeah. mean it's a lot of yeah. honesty in there yeah to where you don't have to try to put up that face or try to decide whether or not somebody's trying to show off for your benefit and you're not peacocking or anything right or yeah that worked out pretty well for us and, right. I, I think One of the biggest reasons is I didn't think that my wife was interested in me at all, so I didn't really try because I assumed that she was already out of my league. Right. There was no amount of peacocking or anything that I could try to do that was going to work. So just be who I was around this person, not at her, toward her. Yeah. Trying to get the attention. Kind of worked. Hmm. So like I kept trying to explain in so many words to my son to just like be cool, man. (laughs) <laughs> and he had mentioned love. And I'm like, "Dude, don't even worry about love." I'm like, "You're people don't know what that word means." And I was like, "What do you think love means?" He's like, "You know, like someone likes you a lot." I'm like, "No, that's called likes you a lot." Yeah. That that word is its own definition. That's not love. I was like, "And that's something that you don't need to focus on. You don't need to try to attain You He may see my wife and I have a really good relationship like I did with my parents and think that, like, okay, boom, marriage. That must be the goal in the fifth grade. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, don't even try to think about love. Think about being somebody's friend. And I kept going back to that. Because, again, if they're dumb (laughs) or they don't like what you like, then you're not going to have anything in common. It's just going to be a big waste of time. Yeah. It's not a smart investment.
1: It's going to be really interesting to see how the kids go through the teenage years and navigate. You know, because I mean, they you want them to be friends first. You want them to be kind to everybody, whether they feel like it's mm-hmm. uh, there's a future in it or not. There's right? anything in it for them, right? Or, yeah, you don't want it to be based on that. But they do really grow into different interests about around different types of people, and you know, they're going to be legitimately attracted to people, and it's going to be really weird to watch that happen and try to figure out how to be helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like I don't want to police it. I don't want to be like, oh, that's not the type of person you need to be with. It's, this is what I think you need. I don't want to do that. I want to guide them and be helpful. Um, it's just, that's going to be a strange thing to go through.
0: You're going to have to let him go through his Papa Roach phase. <laughs> Because that's what his girlfriend liked to listen to. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, man. He already, my oldest already goes through that with just his friends. They, like, you know who Eiffel 65 is? Yeah, they did Blue. Yeah, one of the worst Yeah, the song I play songs? at my house all the time Called that song- I that I okay. change from yeah, Alexa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do that because my son listens to it because some friends that he has brought it up one time, and he was like, I don't know, this must be music. Nope, this no. This is the popular yeah. jams of the day. Yeah. <laughs> And so now my youngest, we were in the car. I took him to soccer practice the other day. Can you put on some Eiffel 65? And I said, Nah, son. No, I don't like that music, (laughs) and I'm not going to put it on. He was Mm -hmm. like, Why not? I was like, Because it's not good music. Because your taste in music is terrible. (laughs) So like, music is one thing. Whatever they can listen to whatever they want in the room as long as I have the explicit filters on, Alexa. But uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Ah, Oh, sorry. Never mind. Yeah. Somebody in a ah yeah. cancel okay you know commented the video got mad at you because you
0: turned their echo on today.
1: Yeah, whatever. Happens every time. Anyway, this model. That's it. That's it. I'm highly disappointed in this model.
0: Okay, so the the feeling that you have right now with that kind of super hollow and shell of a Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. is how I honestly felt when I pulled R two D two out of that sideshow collectibles box. Really. It was very thin. Uh, parts moved. It was great. Everything was super delicate and, like, things broke. Hmm. And I was so excited to play with it. And it was just, like, flimsy. It,
1: flimsy. This thing doesn't even line up. The seams don't line up top to bottom. Oh, there's not, like, some
0: snap It's out or something? I don't
1: think so. I was pressing on it pretty good. Oh. It doesn't exciting. go in. The uh, Since nothing's glued on, all the flaps on the bottom fall loose. The door doesn't hinge correctly. 50% off, so I won't feel bad about throwing it away. No. That's a bummer, though. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to doing the Land Cruiser model that I have, though. I don't mm-hmm. know that I'll start that next, but that's going to be a cool one.
0: Ooh, I got a model. Yeah. I got a model that this is a, a garage kit that I had heard the term on tested. didn't know really what it meant, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole, found some stuff on Amazon. It is from some kind of property. Mecca Mac- yep. Cabrapro. I, I don't know Super what it is.
1: Armor fighter suit RS space yeah. type. Wow.
0: <laughs> it's uh these like mechanized suits that it has these old-timey skull cap like pilots that are inside it mm. and you can like open up the shell that's on the front. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. See his head on the page. It's really neat and mm. you get to paint it and they're they're snapped together but I would imagine that probably that one mine's not 50% off at a convention <laughs> yeah. so hopefully it's a little more sturdy than that one. I've, it got pretty great reviews.
1: Yeah, so this one that I did is a Revelle, Revel. Revel. Mm-hmm. This brand? Oh, that's not a Band watching, Bandai model. No, oh. if you're watching the video, this one. Sorry, Bandai. This brand, you're on. You're on my <laughs> on the poop list. My poop list for sure. Uh, I will not be buying any more of you. And these are the
0: ones that are sold like at Target. And talk stuff. to your manager.
1: Not happening. You're done. You're uh, banned. From no instructions, They're They're Dunzo, not Dunzo. But the Bandai stuff is really cool. I and thought it, that was Bandai, and I thought it was just like a
0: bad batch or something. No, nah. sorry about that Bandai. Please reach out to us for possible sponsorship opportunities.
1: <laughs> Send all the models you want to.
0: <laughs> yeah. You gonna do some no instructions? Or no? Dang, let's, let's man, do some? What am yeah, I let's even do no instructions. Right now? That'd be good.
1: Yeah, pros and cons. So, there you let's go. do some those things that I want to do. You want to do some? I like to make stuffs. <laughs> yeah, let's do. <laughs> Let's do a, a couple. We're at like 48 minutes in or something. So let's do a couple of those. Uh, but while while he's pulling those up, big thanks to Patreon supporters. Uh, which Could we go ahead and talk about this Tell thing?
0: them. You're not a Patreon supporter any longer. You're not
1: a Patreon supporter any longer. It has changed. We have changed things. So we're kind of launching this thing, which is essentially Patreon support. But not only Patreon support. It's called the Maker Alliance. And <gasps> what basically, is the Maker Alliance, Bob? Let me tell you, Josh. Um, basically, where <laughs> Patreon started with I like to make stuff as a way for people to help me do the videos when it was just me, literally paying for supplies and, and tools and stuff. The company has grown. Obviously, there's four five people now. My wife's part-time. Um The company has grown, and so that support is not support as so much as, well, it's a long story. But basically, I just didn't feel like we were giving anything back to those people specifically who were helping. So we created this idea of membership. I mean, we didn't come up with the idea. We co-opted this idea of membership, and we're calling it the Maker Alliance. Basically, if you join, it's a subscription kind of like club thing. If you help us or you join it through Patreon or YouTube, Mm -hmm. there's membership on YouTube. If you join it either way, you get a bunch of rewards. The rewards are uh, content early, like videos early. You get behind-the-scenes stuff that's exclusive. We're doing a video every week that's exclusive. Yep, I gave everybody a deadline. Never goes out public. Um, You get discount codes on products. You get free digital plans. Yep. These are all at different tiers. Not everybody gets all these things, but the, the tiers have... There's uh, value to them. Th- yeah, there is. And that's why we did it. Because I didn't feel like the people that were investing in the company were getting anything back. And so I wanted to make sure that we did that. So that's the kind of goal. So the Maker Alliance is what we are calling that group of people. Uh, they also have Discord access, and that's how we talk to them, which is yep. how we get pros and cons. That was right? good. You wrapped it all back together. Yeah, I did. So if you want to join the Maker Alliance, we would love to have you. And you can go to... Oh, no.
0: You can go to patreon.com slash I like to make stuff, or you can go to YouTube and you can find the membership tab and you can either choose to become part of, that's why it is the Maker Alliance and not just like, thanks to our patrons, which has a title. So we are rebranding it so that we can plant our own flag in the Alliance around the circular table. Yes. So it's not us and everybody is, you know, looking at us on a stage is we are all equal members of the Alliance, whether... You want to do that on YouTube or Patreon or sending nickels or whatever. I don't know how stuff
1: works. (laughs) Those Um, are our two options right now, on YouTube or Patreon. Yeah. But those are both ways to join up. um, And all of the different tiers have different stuff, uh, rewards associated. Go check all that out for the specifics. We will come up with a single URL that will be a place you can go, and that will funnel you out to whichever venue you choose to forby's working on branding yeah uh we bob said we're doing one like
0: video a week each one of us is doing so it's not only just hearing from bob it's hearing specifically from what each one of us are doing anthony just made a hilarious hilarious video uh the video that we just put out about the badges with the secret uh, emblems inside there was a like a i like to make stuff commercial and anthony took all of the the mess ups from that ad and made a, a shortcut makes uh, me look like an absolute crazy person. Well, <laughs> I mean, you I we were did there. It, so, yeah, maybe it, seemed, a crazy you didn't doctor the video at all.
1: <laughs> I just cut out the good parts and left all the parts.
0: It's just the worst of <laughs> he, me. He gathered up all the scraps. It
1: makes us all look a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, especially, that's how we do it here. It's the creative process. Yeah. And if you want to get it on the creative process,
1: <laughs> you
0: can become a member. <laughs> Of the
1: Maker Alliance. Yes. Uh, go do that if you're interested. And, you know, it helps out this show. This is one of the many things that we do as a company. Uh, and it helps us continue to do this and buy terrible models at 50% off. Oh, See, a part just, just fell, fell off. off. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's do pros and cons. What we got? Let's do a couple. Um, barn doors. Not actual barn doors, but the indoor slidey ones. <laughs> that's from That's from Nick. Uh, these are all coming from the Discord, by the way, um, from Makest Workshop. I mean, I think barn doors are kind of cool, like slidey doors. I think they're very in vogue right now, so they're mm-hmm. probably going to be a little overdone. They'll be yep. that thing in another ten years where people go like, ugh, time to replace those barn doors with some." Or when you go to buy a house, whatever. the realtor's like, "Yeah,
0: they had barn doors," and they're like, oh.
1: "Yeah, you'll have to patch those holes from the track, <laughs> that kind of thing." Uh, but I think it'll be, it'll be like that. Eventually. Right now, I think they're fine. Yeah, and I think I, there's probably still ways to do them in a unique, useful way.
0: I was thinking about make... Well, it's just it's a rustic spin on, like, Japanese sliding doors, which are extremely classic and, and yeah. very purposeful. And kind of like a, a nicer version of a pocket door. So it's at the center of, like, a, a couple Venn diagrams. So I don't think that it's shag carpet O'corant,
1: like Right, yeah, yeah. I
0: think it still has some utility, and people are milking that utility, which is good.
1: In Savannah, a lot of the old homes that—there's uh, th- tons of old homes for rent down there. Well, I don't know anymore, but when I was in college, that's where everybody lived. Like, you would live in these old houses that some person had had in their ha- family for, you know, 50, 100 years. And so the, re- the ceilings are 12 feet tall. The doorways are 10 feet tall and, you know, 8 feet wide. They're just all these huge— spaces and they would have these pocket doors or sometimes they would be hung but usually they would be pocket doors and they the doors themselves would be seven eight feet tall mm-hmm. and each one is four feet wide so you would have these huge sliding doors and i always thought that was so cool most of the houses they didn't work because the house that we were going to buy downtown that fell through had those big huge yeah. sliding doors like that so i think they could be used like that to separate you know if you want a big space if you if you need a big dining space They would open them up, and that was kind of the purpose of them, but then you could close off to separate rooms. We have, a in our kitchen dining room, we've talked about doing that, opening up a bigger doorway than a normal door size and using sliding doors, either pocket or barn. But the barn door definitely would be easier to install than having to rip out the walls, build in the pocket track, all that stuff. Anyway, okay, Carnival Rides from Zach Underwood. Con? Con. Con.
0: Uh, as a kid, I was fine with it, uh, and then I went to engineering school, and then I became, like, a certified mechanic. Hard con, <laughs> which I'm pretty <laughs> sure most of those carnival operators are also hard con. Hard <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No, there X-cons. are missing cotter pins. There are things yeah. that are not fastened, like, nope, nope, and nope. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't really want to go on any of them.
0: I don't let our kids know that the fair's in town. Mm.
1: We've only, our kids have only been to one fair and Jenny took them in Florida when I wasn't there. So I'm not really sure if I would, in the moment, be like, no, you can't ride that one. It's rattling a lot. Or I see, you know, stuff leaking out of yeah. that one. In my mind, I feel it's safer for
0: them to just gorge on the fried sticks of butter and Oreos <laughs> than it is to step one foot on the tilt a whirl.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. What else we got? We've done some of these. Um, Cardboard boxes versus plastic storage bins from Brian H. Huh. Plastic storage bins. Why? Because I'm neat
0: and anal like that, and it has a sense of permanence to where I can group things together and I can, and they all have to be the same ones or it's going to bother me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm weird like that. I I can
1: see, I I could see like uh, both having a place. I think the cardboard box thing forces me to like, that's something I have to go through because it can't stay in a cardboard box forever because some, you know, like Mm -hmm. bugs are going to get into it, whatever. And so that means I need to go through it. But having plastic boxes that conceal is like, okay, this is stuff that I want to maintain. I want to store indefinitely. So they both have a place for me. True. You know, but like stuff in the shop is, is all plastic. Just for utility to keep dust out of it and stuff. Like yeah, that. but uh, trading cards. Did you do trading cards growing up? I did. What kind? I had. Oh, it's from Brent. Ooh, I oh, I had something hey, to add to trading cards. But
0: um, I had baseball cards. My dad really liked mm. watching the Atlanta Braves, the baseball team, and so I was I was into baseball. I started playing uh, roller hockey, and so I was big into hockey for a while. Were there roller hockey cards? No, there was just like regular, regular hockey cards. I was in Florida and we didn't have rinks, so (laughs) yeah, we had like a sport court. And for probably three years, I played roller hockey. It was super fun. But yeah, I mean, I had baseball cards. And then when the X Men cards came out, we used to trade X Men cards Mm. because those were legit. Now they're, I think they're expensive now. Probably you get them, and they had like the the universe kind of purple and blue kind of background yeah. and then you would put them all together and it made
1: like a huge map thing. My friend Bert has a bunch of those. I never had X-Men cards. Oh, but yeah. I had a lot of um Garbage Pail Kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> which was probably a little before you but like when I was in elementary school, we had, we traded garbage pail kids and muscle men. That was like our remember in remember micro machines. Micro machines. Like micro two. machines. But I had a bunch of garbage Pail kid cards. I had a bunch of uh when the first Batman movie came out, mm-hmm. I had a bunch. I still have them. A bunch mm-hmm. of those cards. Return of the Jedi. Emperor I had Six Batman back. cards. Yeah? Yep. I loved that movie. That was the first movie that I
0: personally owned on VHS. Oh. Yep. Wow.
1: I have a picture of my brother and my sister and myself all with Batman T-shirts on in the front yard on our way to see that movie. Nice. I was that much of a Batman nerd. Oh, but something else to add to baseball cards.
0: There is an Instagram page that I found. I don't remember how. Dang it! What was it called, Anthony? Where this guy like defaces baseball cards and uses the person's name and like some of the logos on their chest and draws little silly messages and like gives them buck teeth and things. <laughs> oh man! Baseball card vandal or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Huh. Baseball card vandals. Look them up on Instagram. It's got these like really old sixties and or like seventies and eighties baseball cards. and there's a guy who was on like the pittsburgh pirates and his name has walk in it and so he like he'll there okay let me see let's do this on the camera so people can see so he like white out and sharpies over stuff and it just turns the entire baseball card and this dude says i shake my little tush on the catwalk and it's (laughs) it's all taken from his name and like the logo on the jersey Uh, and the card so it's called baseball card vandals but like that's funny it's super fun That's funny.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to need to go be dad. I said dad. sounded like dad, but I mean dad. (laughs) Uh, Dad.
0: Dad. So,
1: where can people find you?
0: Uh, On Instagram and Twitter, at Josh underscore make stuff. All of us are at I like to make stuff on all the stuff. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, thanks for this. This was a – I know a lot of people who really enjoy the show for the dad aspect. And I know for both of us, (laughs) these are uncharted waters. (laughs) Hence the name of the show. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: especially, like, girls and, like, we're we're cresting over a hill. Yeah. So. I think there's going to be a bunch of those. A bunch of those new, like, oh, what do we do with this? Oh, what do we do with this? So, So if you've had to go through this
0: before and you have some (laughs) anecdotal advice or something that could maybe be beneficial for people, uh, get a hold of us. If you're a patron or a, a, sorry, a Maker Alliance member. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up on Discord. Find us on Instagram or any of the social medias and let us know how the show is helping or if you have something to add to this conversation. Yeah, let us know. We'd appreciate it.
1: Yep. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.
0: Bye-bye.